Hello, I'm Corey. And I'm Samantha. And, and we're, we're Coco, Coco and Jojo. Jojo. Welcome back to another week of the Coco and Jojo show. We're happy to have you. Recording live on Valentine's Day Eve. No, Ning. it's not evening. <laughs> I saved it. You did. <laughs> oh, good save, Corey. Good save. <laughs> Yes, we are live on Valentine evening. (laughs) I like to really pronunciate my syllables. Sorry. (laughs) Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, You totally made me lose my train of thought. Any train of thought I had coming into this with that. Well, well, we have some good reviews for you. We did a Netflix TV series on Orthodox. Yeah. And we did... teen rom-com to all the boys always and forever that's the third one we mentioned the first one um last week we went over our top well not really top but our 14 um kind of valentine's day movies to watch our recommendations aren't necessarily our favorites but our recommendations just what came to mind stuff that we enjoyed and liked and um would recommend to others so anyways we didn't even realize the third one was coming out or we would have mentioned it last weekend to you guys um, so we just happened to turn on Netflix one day, I think it would have came out Friday maybe, and realized that it was released. So that's what we chose to watch this weekend, kind of for our Valentine's night movie, you know, watch a little rom-com for Valentine's. Something light. Yeah. Because the number one, for people who pay attention to like trending on Netflix, that Cecil Hotel, the vanishings in Cecil Hotel is trending number one as of most recently. So while we are interested in that, that wasn't something that we were going to crack open on Valentine's Day. Valentine's weekend. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. We wanted to watch some type of, I mean, this isn't like a huge romance movie, but it's like a teeny bopper rom-com kind of film. And for Valentine's weekend, I did notice it was trending number two. So it's, it's the right movie to release for this weekend. Definitely. Um, I think what I was going to say earlier was, welcome to any new listeners that we have out there. We're happy to have you. <laughs> and then you kind of threw me off. Yeah. Um, Hopefully uh, Adele and Eminem are really getting the word out and Taylor to you guys. Right. We know they're big fans of the show. So um, if you're here because of them, we thank them for that. And you for yes, giving us course, a lesson. Of course. For listening to those, you know, faves as well. So. One of these days, they're really going to be our listener. You just wait. <laughs> okay, so we decided... Um, oh, actually, should I do my other little thing first? Go ahead. We were trying to come up with um, <clears throat> some fun conversations to have prior to our review that we like to do. And so I decided to look up some national days coming up this week. And I was just going to go through um, a couple of them. Today, being February 14th, is Valentine's Day, but it's also... National Organ Donor Day. Um, interesting. A little bit hard to get out of the churches, but if you can manage to pull them out and give them to a choir that may be in need, please do so. <laughs> you're so ridiculous. You just think you're so funny with that dad joke, don't you? Anyways, Organ Donor Day is not about the organs at church. It's about the organs in your body. Oh. Um, which I find it interesting that they choose Valentine's Day to be the, their national day. Yeah. Isn't it? But I guess that's the biggest way that you can show love to somebody. It's kind true. of, you know? 
Especially if you donate your heart. <laughs> well, that seems a little dramatic. <laughs> or your family, rather, donates your heart. Um, so you can go to, I think it's donatelife.net. Hold on, I had it here a second ago and I lost it. Oh, over here. Um, donatelife.net and sign up to become an um, organ donor. You can also do it on your driver's license. And it's an important conversation to have with your family. Um, those of you that may not know me, um, I my, one of my previous jobs, I was a transplant, a kidney pancreas transplant coordinator. So I am definitely a big organ donor advocate. So if you can, get out there, um, talk to your family about it so they know your choices. And that's what I'm going to say for that. Let's see. Then we have coming up, oh, your favorite tomorrow, National Gumdrop Day. I do love dots. You do. It's one of your favorite candies. Also, Singles Awareness Day. I'm not sure what the, what the awareness is. So, tomorrow, Singles Awareness Day. So, make sure you contact one of your single friends and show them some love. How about that? Okay. Is that a good one? Um, also, President's Day tomorrow. Um, then we have, oh, February 16th, which is Tuesday, is National Do a Grouch a Favor Day. Mm, so what are you going to do for me? <laughs> Still thinking on that one. Uh, we also have Fat Tuesday coming up this week. That's the Mardi Gras mm. Fat Tuesday. Um, oh, and National Pancake Day is Tuesday as well. So you'll be home with the kids. You better do some pancakes for I the better. girls. Um, That's probably our, one of our daughter's favorite food. Absolutely. They could eat it at all three meals during the day, for sure. Um so that was Wednesday, right? No, that was Tuesday. Wednesday is National Random Acts of Kindness Day. It's also Ash Wednesday. This whole week is about giving and love, huh? I know. Lots of love and giving. Um, oh, this would be your mom's favorite, February 18th. National Crab Stuffed Flounder Day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's one of her favorite dishes mm-hmm. when we go out to Red Lobster. Mm-hmm. Um, also National Drink Wine Day. So, hey, I'm in for that. So is today, according to me. (laughs) So that was Thursday. Um, let's see. Friday is National Caregiver's Day. So another one. Um, it's also Tartar Sauce Day. I do. It's also the first Friday after Lent, or the first, or is the Friday after Lent. So that's probably why. Because I'm sure that all the fish fries are coming out. I was going to say, I do love a good tartar sauce. I know. Seriously. Speaking of, now that Lent's coming up, we should start looking for some good fish fry. Um, Saturday is National Comfy Day. I'm all about that. National Cherry Pie Day. National Love Your Pet Day. And we'll stop there. But anyways, lots of fun stuff coming up this week. There's definitely something on that list for you to celebrate, I'm sure. Let us know which one you choose to celebrate. <laughs> now you just got me thinking about fish fry. I know. One thing up where we were from, up in Syracuse, New York, they were known for having some good fish fry places. There was a few of them scattered around the immediate yeah, area. Yeah, we had some good fish fry choices. You could yeah. go to a couple of them and not, and not do wrong. I'm going to have to ask around at work and see if anybody... I mean, we're down... I feel like they should have good fish down here somewhere. Mm-hmm. So anyways, we're going to have to ask around and see what we can yeah. find out. 
All right, so we decided to, last week we had a lot of fun doing like our um, 14 Valentine's Day movies and our top five favorite black actors and actresses. So we were trying to think of what else we could do this week. And we decided to go over our top five favorite TV show couples. Not the actual actor and actresses, but the character couples inside the show. Correct. Okay. Mine is in no particular order because I'm not good at rating the mine. I'm sure Corey is very... I'm just more, I just can't have randomness on my list, so it's all in order. He has a top favorite and a, a least top favorite. I just have favorites. Right. And everybody's my favorites. Mm-hmm. Because my list, I added about four more. We have, our daughters are similar. We have one daughter that just has favorite everything and another daughter that... Is very particular? Yes. I feel. Um, maybe. I have to think about it. <laughs> okay. Um... Okay, so who are you going to start with? Your number five? Yeah, are you going to guess what show these characters are from? Yeah. I think this one you know. This is actually probably a hidden thing that you aren't know, that you didn't know about me until now. All through high school, this was probably, like, I kept this a secret that this is one of my favorite shows. <laughs> so that the cool kids wouldn't make fun of me. Okay. But this couple I really liked and I have seen the whole entire series. Sookie Stackhouse and Bill Compton. Yeah, I liked that series too. And I don't think that was an uncool show. It was True Blood, but I thought like at the time, like Twilight was for the girls. And I think a lot of the guys assumed True Blood, which was like the other vampire thing going on, was also a chick show. Yeah, that's a good But I didn't think it was so much. I don't know. Maybe I was just, maybe I should be keeping that more of a secret, but I really liked that. No, I think it, um, I don't, I don't think it was totally uncommon. Like, I'm pretty sure. You knew lots of guys who watched that show? I know Kim's Corey watched it, but that, <laughs> and then I think Stefan maybe watched it. I don't think it was an uncommon show to watch. That's a good pick. Um, I had, okay, so I'll do a throwback. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe before my high school, well, definitely before my high school days, but. I could watch it even now if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I would say Uncle Jesse and Becky. Yep. What show? Full House. Full House. You got it. Well. That's a classic. You might as well go again because my number four is Jesse Kasopoulos and Becky ah, Kasopoulos. No yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't know you were Full House. You enjoyed Full House. Uh, uh, back in the day, my mom would and I... When we watched TV together, it would be that Friday night lineup. So I had like a big... The TGIF. Yes. So Full House, Family Matters, and there was one more, Step by Step. Oh, yeah. I love Step by Step, too. So I had... I almost put Urkel and Myrna or Myra, whatever her name was. But I felt like at the same time, while they were a fun couple, he also loved Laura. So it wasn't as strong as some of these other couples. So I left that off, but... Watching those shows with my mom on Friday nights is a good memory I have, so Full House made my list. Okay. Because they, I thought, were the strongest couple of the Friday night shows. Yeah, I agree. So I guess maybe I'll do kind of oldest to, like, newest shows. Um, and I think the next... Well, actually, the next two I started watching probably around the same time, but I'll go with the show that's a little bit older, and that would be Carrie Bradshaw and Big. Okay. That's from Sex and the Sex City. And City. Um, I think that would be on a lot of girls' lists. I think that would be number one on a lot of girls' lists. Yeah, definitely a big... I think that and probably you have the other couple that probably is number one on most girls' lists on there. So my number three is Adam and Christina Braverman. 
Braverman. They are from a show totally based on the Braverman family tree. A show before This Is Us that was my favorite before This Is Us came oh, along. I never it was called it. Parenthood. Yeah, I, I watched loved a couple that show. episodes, and I'm not surprised that you have a couple. They were the main couple. It was, I mean, Adam was and his sister played by the girl from Gilmore Girls. Lorelai. Um, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Lauren Graham is mm-hmm. their real name. Uh, they were kind of the two main uh, siblings, but there was other siblings and other couples in that show. But I thought Adam and Christina were kind of like the. Well, I don't want to say it because it's my next up on the list. But we're like this other couple that were gotcha. the strong couple, like the one that you would want to model your own relationship after. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then my next is probably the other couple you were thinking of that I would have on my list, which is Meredith and Derek. Yep. From Grey's Anatomy. Correct. Can't have a list without those two. I assume I assume those two couples there would be on a lot of girls' lists. Yeah, I agree. So... The other couple that I said is like Adam and Christina Braverman is kind of the newer version is Randall and Beth Pearson. Yes. From This Is Us. Yeah. So I consider them like the strong couple that is like a healthy relationship. And I felt like Adam and Christina were that before This Is Us. So I was going to put Randall and Beth as well. And then I was thinking more and I was like, honestly, like, so Randall and Beth have just been a couple ever since we've known them pretty much. And they've always been a good couple, always strong, one unit. I mean, they have their tips and stuff, but I just feel like there wasn't a ton of struggle with their relationship to begin and all that. So when I was thinking of a couple that maybe I cheer for a little bit more, I think of uh, Kate and Toby. So they're on my list. Hmm. I thought you were going to say, because the only other couple I think that maybe has a stronger relationship than Randall and Beth would be Jack mm-hmm. and, uh, mm-hmm. what's her name? Jack and, why am I drawing a blank? Oh, gosh. Anyways, Anyways Rebecca. Re- Jack and Rebecca, <clears throat> um, because they did have the struggle in the beginning, and then yeah. their love, obviously, was just so strong. All their kids wish for that love. Like, it's just... Yeah, but I think that I like Kate and Toby so much, and it's not a couple that, like, I immediately thought of, but then I was like, wait, let me really think. Like, is this the couple from that show that I wanted to pick? Um, because there's a lot of, I feel like struggle with even just Kate's character alone, um, with self love and all that and, um, feeling, uh, kind of accepted and somebody that loves her as much as her dad did. And, you know, there's just a lot of, um, I think inner struggles. And I think finding Toby who came along and actually loved her truly deeply down to her core and accepts her for who she is you know, good and bad. I think I just to- thought it was a nice sorry. Strong couple. I think Toby and Kate and Jack and Rebecca are can only be considered more relatable because I mean, let's just call it what it is. Not everyone's rich. And Randall and Beth Pearson like live a pretty like yes, they have struggles, but a lot of the times their money and stuff can fix it doesn't always fix it, but they can do things and that other people really can't do. Yeah. Like the average person that's watching that show probably isn't in their financial situation. Yeah, and then you also saw um, Kate and Toby deal with infertility, which is a big struggle that a lot of people deal with, and they may keep it to themselves. So that's another thing that makes it relatable too, where Randall and Beth kind of already have their perfect family. Randall and Beth is more like a couple that looks like a perfect couple on the outside. Obviously, what being able to see like their full inside 
family dynamics, we know that they're not the perfect couple. Mm -hmm. They have their issues and we're not saying that they don't by any means. However, they just seem like the strongest unit because they have so much history because they have been dating since they've been in college, you know, where Kate and Toby met later in life. And so they're still building that together, especially starting their new family. Um, and so all the things that they're going through is just going to make them stronger. But that's why I kind of chose Kate and Toby. And not to stick on it too long, but I guess I chose Randall and Beth because I feel like when they have issues, they actually sit down and have really good communication yes, skills agreed. with each other. Yeah. And they can kind of read when the other person's off. And they'll just kind of tell each other like it is yeah. too. And not They'll to call like, each other out on their bullcrap. And not to like brag about us, but I just like, like I always... Even to my friends will brag that we have good... Com- I feel sometimes, yes, we don't. But a lot of the time we can read each other. Yeah. And know even if we aren't communicating when something's wrong and that's something that Randall and Beth, I think, are the best at at the show. Yeah. And we're pretty good at it, I think. I agree. I think that... Um, I think it's the key to a long relationship. We obviously have our moments, for sure. But when we know something is up and wrong, one of us eventually kind of pulls the other to the side and says, look, we need to sit down and talk because... It's not going to continue to work this way. Mm-hmm. And then we talk. Um, so, yeah, some good couples on that show. Mm-hmm. Definitely. There's a lot on that show. Good character and development and dynamics. Um, okay. So, you had yours and I did Kate and Toby. So, my most... Is it my turn again or your turn? Your, your, well, are you up to your top? Yeah. Go, go ahead. Who's your top? My top is really more an ode to my favorite show, which is Game of Thrones. I, I knew I was waiting for a couple to come from there. Uh, and it's Jon Snow and Daenerys... Targaryen and that's more because so for the first five seasons it's uh everyone is kind of separated and it's all different stories like going on at the same time but you just know that the show is leading to John and Daenerys being if not uh, like together like like in rule of the world like you know they're going to be like king and queen or one of them is going to be in power of everybody So it just seemed like a good, like, arc, character arc, and it led right into season six and then season seven, the last two, they were together. And I don't know, it was like a, it was like a fast-burning love. I don't want to blow it for people who didn't watch Game of Thrones and plan on it. I don't really, unless you think it's okay at this point to just give away. I mean, it's been out for a long time. (laughs) So anyways, they burn bright, they're madly in love, and then... I mean, the ultimate happens where John has to kill her because it's she becomes so empowered with the idea of them being so powerful and they can do whatever they want. Like, yeah. John realizes that deep down he actually has the good soul, like the soul that like cares about people, and she just cares about self, and she's like a hurt soul. Like, she's been wronged, so like a woman scorned, she's ready to quite literally set the world on fire. She's the mother of dragons. So he has to choose, am I going to like love this woman for the rest of my life or am I going to save my family and the rest of the world from what is about to happen because she's so powerful. Yeah. Hmm. So I don't know. It's like, like there's a character arc where they meet and that's great and they're so madly in love and they do a good job at like tricking you like, oh, this is going to work out and what I thought is going to happen is going to happen. John and Daenerys are going to be king and queen and live happily ever after and rule the world and they did a good job making it different. Yeah. Where it still worked out, but then it's not happily ever after. It's not happily ever they're after. They're too powerful to be together. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. I never saw the show, so yeah. um, I'm just as lost as you are if you've never seen it. Um, my last couple. Can you? Did you read my paper already? Mm-mm. 
Do you want to take a guess? I would have guessed the Grays couple, so I'm already out. Okay. My last couple is going to be Beth and Rip. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> From Yellowstone. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't have guessed. <laughs> That's a good one, though. Yeah. I was, like, sitting there with my list, and I, all of a sudden, just, like, I was like, oh, yeah. Because it's so recent, you know? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it has three seasons already, right? Three mm-hmm. seasons? Yeah. Um, but it's not, like, a show that's, like, you know, down in the books kind of yet. So, um, apparently our cat wants to get involved in our podcast recording. Um, but anyways, Beth and Rip are from Yellowstone, and if you haven't watched it, just go watch it, please. That's kind of funny, because just like mine, where John and Daenerys aren't necessarily a, a couple at all that I would want to be like, but I find them entertaining. I feel like you really don't want to be like Beth and Rip, but they're entertaining on screen. They're just a very unique couple. Their situation altogether is unique. Um, Their relationship is unique. They kind of start off the season like you can tell they like each other, but they don't feel like they can really be together. Or she was away for a while. I felt like my first impression was Rip was in love with Beth, but Beth was very closed off, and she opens up as the series goes on. Yeah, so. I'm rooting for them. You know, it's definitely a TV show couple that I enjoy. I'll give you a couple of my backups. Or as I was reading through, and I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, Go ahead, because you can see my struggle. Last I remember Um, for all my actors, I had like 20. So another one in Grey's Anatomy is Callie in Arizona. You probably don't know those two. Um, Callie was with another character, and then... He died, and then she meets Arizona. And to me, they just had such a fun, bubbly relationship. Um, they were kind of like North and South Pole, just you know, on kind of opposite ends about things. And but yet, they were just so drawn together. So um, I really enjoyed them as a couple. Corey and Topanga, Boy Meets World. I'm shocked. I'm actually shocked now that we're diving into us that there isn't one couple that made your list. Who? Ross. I did see them on there, too. I did Ross and Rachel. But I also don't know if I fully support Ross and Rachel, which is part of the problem. What about Um, Chandler and Monica? That would be a better one. Definitely Chandler and Monica. Um, Ross and Rachel just had so many of their ups and downs. And I just... They ultimately don't end up together, right, on the show anyways? Correct. I believe they do And Chandler and Monica do. Yeah. So that's the thing. I would kind of like... I, I see where they're better off apart than they are together. Mm-hmm. It's kind of they're kind of like a couple that like when they're together they do more harm to each other than when they're apart. You want to love them because that's just the whole show, you know, them chasing each other kind of or Ross chasing her. But um, anyways, and then I had Randall and Beth on here, and then I had Lorelai and Luke from Gilmore Girls because mm-hmm. you can't not love. Well, Lorelei. you once you once called me your Luke. Well, that's because you. <laughs> I'll have to post this picture on our social media. We were out um, in Arizona, just at a conference or something one time, and I was we were sitting at a restaurant playing. There was a restaurant that had board games and stuff, and we were playing board games. And I looked at Corey, and I was like, Corey, you look just like Luke from Gilmore Girls. He was wearing like a flannel and a, and a baseball cap, and I took a picture of it, and I'll post it side by side, and, and you guys can judge for yourself. <laughs> um, so, yeah, those were our favorites. TV show couples. Mm-hmm. Do you want to start with Unorthodox? Yeah, I do. Okay. So Unorthodox is a short series that came out on 
Netflix uh, in 2020, the end of 2020. Uh, the quick plot line is an Orthodox Jewish girl decides to run away from her community in Williamsburg, New York, and starts to find herself and start her own life in Berlin, Germany. So I will go right into, we like to give our first impressions. To be honest, I was unsure about what this would be. Uh, I thought it had potential to be boring, but also at the same time potential to be interesting to learn something new and pull me in. Yeah. So I was willing to give it a try. And also I will admit, because I'm someone who is into the award shows, as you guys can probably tell by our latest episodes, um, the fact that it was nominated and a lot of people say it was just as much a favorite as Queen's Gambit, which I really enjoyed to win and give Queen's Gambit a real run for it, made me a little more intrigued at how good it was. My first impression, because um, like Corey said, it's only four episodes, so based off of the first episode, um, I was with Corey. I was a little unsure, you know, if it was something that was um, going to be totally worth it, you know, but I was intrigued. I'll say that. I was definitely intrigued. Um, the first episode is kind of borderline, like, could this get boring or is it going to get good? Um, but it draws you in enough, I think, that it w- makes you want to come back for more mm-hmm. um, and try out episode number two. And I also enjoyed the fact, because in the beginning, the first episode, you're just brought into such a different culture and society, I guess, would you say? Um, or a different group of people that you just wouldn't normally be exposed to. You could say really much a community. Yeah. And um, the Jewish community, but more specifically... Um, the Orthodox Jewish community. Yeah. Because I'm sure lots, both of us know plenty of Jews, but I don't know if we know those. And, and it's actually, we found out after watching, like, after um, extra stuff, that it's a specific community in New York City that um Or the direct bloodline of the people that were... From the Nazi camps. From the Nazi camps. Yeah. So um, it's a very specific community. And they may be a little more strict than the other Jewish communities. So um, I was intrigued to actually learn something. To mm-hmm. be like, that's what I, you know, kind of kept me wanting to watch more. So going along that same train of thought, uh, some of the likes that I had were the fact that after we saw some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, the details that they really put into making it authentic to that community and really letting us learn and all the traditions like the marriage and just their how they wore their hair their outfits just their belief systems in general even though a lot of it is in yiddish the most of the show is in yiddish um did you go for the actors no No. um i'm gonna do that next i enjoyed that part of it because i felt like i was really learning about the orthodox jews yeah and i feel like you wonder because some of it is so extreme or so you just wonder, like, is this really, like, what it's like? Or are they just um, exaggerating it a little bit for the TV show? But like Corey said, we did watch an extra, and they said that they post... The the show is based off of a memoir from somebody that actually um, left the community. And so she wanted to pull on as much of the actual, um, uh, you know... What I, what I want to say, the actual like religious part and mm-hmm. um, ceremony and all that stuff. She wanted to pull that all in there for people to see. And what 
someone that helped her, as I'll get into the cast, was the guy who played the rabbi, Eli Rosen, who's not only an actor, but an, practices Orthodox Judaism. Yeah. So he, uh, they said, helped a lot, like, setting up the, the uh, what do I want to say, like, the cuts, the sets, like, the stage. The scenery, the background. Yeah, that a lot. Kind of like, where people should be in certain... In certain scenes, that's yeah. what I wanted to say. In certain scenes, he really set the stage for the scene and where everyone should be and what people should look like and stuff to he keep it really authentic. He did a lot of authentic. the costume. Yeah. You know, he, was, he was kind of like their historian, basically, for it, you know. So the girl uh, that this show is focused around, her name is Esty, short for Esther. Uh, it's played by Shira Haas, who is somebody that neither Samantha or I had seen before. Mm-hmm. But I thought she didn't. That would be one of my likes. I thought she did a really good job. Yeah, she definitely. Was and I phenomenal. also thought newcomer Amit Rahav, uh, he played Yankee, her husband, who goes chasing after her when she leaves. Um, for a first-time actor, he'd only been in really small roles before that. Nothing to this magnitude. Uh, I thought he did a really good job. He did a really good job. He was really, really good. Yeah. They both were. And um, SD is this really short like four foot or five foot four yeah you did some research on her um yeah oh uh, shira haas you did research yeah. on. um she's a really short actress and i can't what did what did i figure out that she was like in was like, it renal disease or something yes i think she had renal disease as a child you said she was only like four nine yeah so she's very short yeah um but she was really really good and yeah, just overall, I actually really enjoyed the show. Um, I would say dislikes. Um, I did think, like in the first episode in particular, there was dry spots. Um, so it's not like completely action-packed, and sometimes when things are dry, it, you can lose focus and it gets hard to read the whole time. Oh, that's the other thing, too. It's spoken in Yiddish, so there's a lot yeah. of... Um, Subtitles. Yeah. Did you already say that? Yeah. <laughs> through a lot of the for, through a lot of the show. Yeah. So you have to kind of read it. But I thought it was interesting because I'm reading it and listening to it, and I can hear them saying similar words to English when they're speaking their Yiddish. And I mentioned it to Corey. He's like, "Oh, I'm not even listening. I'm just reading the subtitles." And then he started to listen, and he actually noticed the words as mm-hmm. well. And then my other dislike, which is uh, pretty not very severe, is. Like, I don't mind, like, in Sound of Metal, where it was left off and there wasn't, like, a a wrapped-up ending. But, like, I kind of could figure out where Sound of Metal was going, where that character was going. I felt like Unorthodox was just cut off and there was a lot of unanswered, and I had no idea where some of the characters were headed. Um... For me. For me, I felt that way. So I wasn't as connected, maybe, as I was, like, to the Sound of Metal people. Maybe, because I don't, I didn't feel that way. Because, like, we don't know if she got accepted to the musical academy. We don't know what she's going to do with her baby. We don't know, I don't don't know, there's a, we don't know where she's going to live, what she's, we don't know a lot of things. So, you're right, we don't know a lot of things, but we do know that her and her mother's relationship is rekindled. We know that her friends are there to support her either way, you know, because kind of when she did that piano practice and they all bowed at least the one girl bashed her and she felt really unsupported whether she was gonna do good or bad you know after her singing performance um they all showed up supporting her regardless of if she got in or not but that 
actually brings up a good, maybe it's for another episode, but a decent arguing point. So you, you use the word bash, but I would say she was, she was being honest with her that that piano was just like something that someone might play at a wedding or something. It wasn't very good. It wasn't going to win her, uh, a spot into that program. Do you think that that's wrong as a friend? Would you tell someone the honest truth? I think, which I felt like she was trying, I felt like she was trying to do the right thing. Maybe it came on too strong. I think it was a little too tough love for that character. And if you were a good friend, you would know what they could handle and what they could not handle. And I think that she could have said it, you know, in a better way. Um, Esty and that character had an interesting relationship, though, in the movie. Yeah. Because like we said, they had the most in common, probably, and they knew about each other's culture the most, but at the same time, they butted heads because you had one who's just coming out of the community and one who was very modernized and well-removed from it. I think... um... Who knew a lot about it, so they had that in common. But... I think that girl was just a very, she speaks her mind, she doesn't have a lot of filters, and that's just who she is, and once Esty got to know her more, she just learned and accepted that. We all have friends or know people in the workplace or whatever, that that's just the way they are, and you can't take offense to it, you can't, you know, it's not you, it's just that's their personality, they're just, they have no filter. Um, so I think that that was part of it and that she, obviously, I think it hurt her more because this is the first time anyone's ever heard her play piano besides her piano teacher. And so that was a very raw subject for her and a raw, you know, like moment. And the first time that she ever exposed herself in that way to anybody and that late, that girl just kind of laid into her, um, without her feelings in mind. So I think it was the whole situation. It wasn't just what she did. It was how she did it. Fair enough. One quick fact before we move into our final thoughts. I wanted to share when I talked about the uh, how authentic the outfits were, that the artificial, they were artificial shrimals, which are the big fur hats that they wear. That Corey says he that, wants, by the way. That the men wear. Uh, they only came at a cost of $100 for them to make through the set because they used artificial fur. But they did originally think that they were going to supply real ones for everybody until they found they bought like the first three and they're like, okay, we can't buy everyone these because they're a thousand dollars a pop, yeah. and it's just not in the budget. Figures so Corey would like of, those because he likes you know. Well, right away I liked them. I didn't know they were mink. Yeah. <laughs> in real life, they spend a lot of money on them, but they reuse them and obviously keep them. And they're in these really nice fancy cases yeah. and everything. They yeah. take good care of them. Yeah. So, yeah. so overall, I would say that I enjoyed the show, and I did learn quite a bit, especially the extras. You guys should really watch the 20-minute extras thing. It really brings some things uh, to light. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd give it a, the show a B. I was going to say a B as well. Um, it's not so much as like an entertainment aspect, um, although it did keep my attention. I was never bored of it. Um but I feel like what I learned and gained from the show, um, you know, that that to me is what gives it such a good grade. Mm-hmm. Plus, it was good acting. I mean, it really was. It was very good acting. Yeah. Yeah, it was very so. good. If if Shira Haas does beat... Um, uh, oh, my gosh. I'm all ready. Joy, Joy Taylor. Oh, no. Anna Joy Taylor. Excuse me. Uh 
for Anna Taylor Joy for um, best actress in a short series at the Golden Globes. I won't be surprised. Shira Haas did a good did That's a good job. That's who did Queen's Gambit. Yeah. Okay. Other than the yeah, the Queen's Gambit girl is the favorite, but Shira. I think Haas, her character was just more likable. Shira Haas was a very. Uh, she, She's hard to be relatable to because she's in a situation that none of us have been in, most likely. Except finding yourself is a universal truth. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But I just think overall, like, her character, what she went through and stuff was a little less relatable in that sense. Um, But, yeah. The other girl was just a little more bubbly, a little bit more, you know. Mm -hmm. Or Sheer Haas is very kind of, like, straight and narrow. Yeah. Her role. So as we said in the beginning of the show, we also did To All the Boys, part three, Always and Forever, just came out uh, this weekend, so 2021 on Netflix. This time it's about Laura Jean and Peter. They're headed to college and they both seem to have everything all figured out. They're going to go to the same school, which is Stanford, and up, up until... I don't know, about halfway through the movie, they're about to do that, and then LJ has a change of heart that kind of cha- kind of ruins things and puts their relationship in a, in a bind. Puts a wrench in the relationship, for yeah. sure. So, uh, Lara Jean is played by Lana Condor. I've liked her through all three of them. I think she's, for what these are, it's not like phenomenal acting. It's not <laughs> supposed to be, It's really. a teeny bopper show. It's a teeny show. But I do actually think Noah Centineo, who's Peter, um, we've seen him in a couple other things. And I actually think he can play roles that have depth. He doesn't have to in this. He's actually does have a little bit of a deeper character than LJ, though. Uh, they, especially well, with his father stuff and all that. I they think give they him go more. into more of his character this right. time around. And the other ones, they went more into Laura Jean's character. Because mm-hmm. they discussed her mom and all that in previous ones. So, I will admit, first impression, I wasn't all that excited. I don't know why. These just kind of films I don't get that psyched up for. But I was willing to give it a try because I did like the first one. The second one I just thought was eh, and maybe that's also why I wasn't that excited. But that was my feelings going into it. But it wasn't that long until I was drawn back into the characters, and I remembered that I did like their characters. Yeah. Um... My first impression was probably similar. I definitely enjoyed the first one the most. Um, the second one, I didn't hate, but it also kind of left me like, oh, that wasn't as good as the first one. So I was interested to see what the third one would be like. And um, it was easy, like Corey said, to kind of fall back in love with the characters. I feel like the second one... I think it's better when they're kind of together. Like, that's what we enjoy is their relationship. And the second one was more of them apart. And that was probably what part of the problem was. Yeah. So I would say um, one of the likes was what Samantha just uh, referenced is they uh, dove into Peter's character a little bit more. Um, I also like that for the most part... uh, I don't know. For the most part, the acting was decent and kept me entertained. I feel like this one had a little bit more... Um, well, I, I really all of them have. They just has um, good picture and scene and lots of colors. It's mm-hmm. always very bri- vibrant and playful. I will um, say whoever the costume designer is is very good at modernizing like their gir- the girl. The, all the teenagers. Like They look like 2021... 20, Teenage people with the clothes and outfits that they're wearing. 
Yeah. Especially for the West Coast. Like, I feel like those people tend to be... Fashion's bigger think, over there. Yeah, you just think it's, like, spot on. Yeah. Um, Especially Lara Jean, who is... Uh, whoever dresses her, she always has, like, really nice, like, fashionable outfits yeah. on. Um, I also... Um, liked that. So the show is kind of about her and Peter making plans to go to college together. And really it's Peter that gets accepted into Stanford because he's on a scholarship and she's just hoping to get in so they can go to school together. Well, she doesn't get in and she gets into a school nearby, but then she, they do it. They travel and she finds another school that she really likes. They, that she kind of falls in love with. And so it turns into more like, do I do something for me or do I do something for us? Mm-hmm. Or for my boyfriend? And so I like that um, it encouraged people to do stuff for yourself. Think of, you know, what you want to do. Don't do something necessarily to please somebody else. Do what's going to work best for you. Well, considering the other person, but still. I, um, I guess my only another dislike would be, which is normally in these movies because they aren't that deep, is all the problems that do arise in this film are easily resolved. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's not like... It's not meant to And there's some like stupid problems that arise that really shouldn't be a Like, shouldn't, yeah. shouldn't have been a problem. Like, Lara Jean lying in the beginning, that shouldn't have even happened. That was kind of silly. So, But it's meant to be silly. That's I, I, I know, but I'm just... That's a negative of these kind of films that I would have. Yeah. So my lasting impression on this film is that it is better than the second one. Still not quite as good as the first. Um, and for what... It, I mean, I I rank all the films against each other. So a film like this is never going to get like an A from me unless it's just out of this world. So I give this film a C. Yeah, I would say it's a C2, but it's more just because of the genre of it, mm-hmm. and it's a teeny bopper movie. So you're not, you don't pull up this movie expecting much out of it, like we've said, you know. But it's a feel-good movie. It's a fun movie. Um, if you're looking for something light, funny, this is something easy you to watch. Put on. Yeah, I mean, you're not gonna watch and be like, "Oh, that was awful." I think it runs, terrible acting. It runs it's at fun. like an hour and forty-seven minutes, so it's not too long. Yeah. So yeah, I would watch all three if you haven't watched any of them, obviously, first. My mom did watch this with us, and she has not seen the other two, and I don't feel like she was completely lost. You could probably pick up and watch this last one. Um, however, if you're going to watch, I would just start from the beginning and watch all three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was good. It made us laugh. You know, I just think they're a fun couple to follow along and, you know go through the ups and downs a little bit. I'll see. I'll be curious to see. Um, I really do like the Peter, whatever his name was. Noah, Noah. Centennial. Yeah. I'll be, that's what I was going to say. I'm be curious to see what these two actors do outside of these films. Now that the franchise seems to be over. Yeah. I also really like the dad and I know that I've seen him in other stuff. My big fat Greek wedding. Is oh, is what that what he's What from? he's most notably from. Was he in that one with, um, raising Helen too, where she has the kids. What's her name? Uh, Kate Hudson. Yeah. But she's dying. Yeah. Oh. Is that Raising Helen? Raising Hope. Oh. Is that what it's called? I don't know. Where she Anyways, gets her, he's in where, that movie with Kate Hudson. Where she gets her sister's kids. Okay. Kate Hudson's not dying. Her sister okay. died and she okay. adopts her sister's kids. Her sister leaves and he's like the principal There's another something. movie where 
Kate Hudson is definitely dying. That's a sad movie. Yeah. I can't remember. I don't think he was in it, though. Okay. So it's Raising Helen that he's in. I think it's Raising Hope. Oh, Raising Hope. I don't know. Anyways, don't quote us. Raising Hope is a TV show, so I don't know if there's two... If there's a film named that, too. Oh, I don't know. Anyways, I like him. He's good. He's been in lots of other stuff. He very he often plays a very similar role. Yeah. A fun, quirky dad. He's normally a likable guy. <clears throat> very likable. Um, but he's, you know... Except in my show Parenthood, where he actually is the jerk dad of the kids that Lauren Graham is raising. But anyways... Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So, all right. Any ideas on what we might watch next week? I do not. Uh, there are some movies that came out on Netflix that we we're interested in, but I'm kind oh. of interested in getting off of Netflix maybe for a little bit. We've been on it a lot, but Penguin Bloom is one that we keep talking about. What was the other one that you just showed me? That was an Amazon one, wasn't it? With Dakota Fanning? Yep. yep. What was that one? Uh, Please Stand By. Okay, that one looked good. Um, also, we may have uh, the uh, Cecil... Hotel show is only four episodes long, so we may have that. Yeah, done. there's a good chance we'll we'll try to knock that out. That's more of like a crime docu series. It's a crime docu series, yeah. So, um, not everybody's into that type of show, but we'll probably give it a try. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I hope everybody had a wonderful Valentine's Day. Whether you're single or in a relationship i hope you loved yourself and loved your i feel like our valentine's this year was very like family friendly you know i enjoyed it i did too i'm not saying it was bad but i just it was very we're just loving each other just loving everybody in the family showing mm-hmm. everybody all our love um so yeah i hope you guys had a great valentine's day i hope you go into the week with something fun um pick one of those fun days and celebrate and let us know what you choose to celebrate and we will see you guys next week Yep. Testing round. One, two, three. Testing. Am I loud enough? Uh, maybe not. We might need to sit up closer to the mic. Can you hear me now? Okay, that's a bit much. A bit much, Corey. A bit much. Can you hear me now? Testing. One, two, three. Can you hear me now? this better seems maybe better Corey's talking really loud <laughs>